The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We give you the glory and praise. We worship you from the depths of our hearts. We want to thank you because you hear us when we call. We know we have not gathered to an ordinary place this morning. We have come to Mount Zion, to the city of a living God, to the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels, to the first general assembly, to the church of the firstborn, to the spirit of just men made perfect, and to Jesus, the mediator of a better covenant that speaketh better things than the blood of Abel. Thank you for the covenant you have made that upon Mount Zion there shall be deliverance and holiness, and the people of Jacob will possess their possession. We thank you today that we are entering into another deeper sphere, into another deeper atmosphere of your presence and power and the move of the Spirit in our lives. Thank you for taking us deeper this morning in the name of Jesus Christ. We know this encounter this morning, our lives will never be the same. Let there be a shift in the realm of the Spirit, even to our favor in the name of Jesus. Thank you for backsliders that will be restored this morning, saints that will be edified, those under the bondage of darkness that will be delivered, and the salvation of souls this morning. We give you the glory and praise. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. And the people of God said, Amen to Jesus. Thank you very much. Come on, put your hands together for this wonderful worship team. Hallelujah. I brought a word for you this morning. And I believe this word, we are going to make a statement at the end of the day with this word. A statement concerning the t-shirts you are wearing. A statement concerning your life and your destiny. And you will make that statement bold to the world. In the name of Jesus. God has sent me here this morning to tell somebody it is too late for the devil in my life. Come on, say it one more time. It is too late for the devil in my life. Now, you're not going to say it with English language. You're going to say it with spiritual language. When you say too, you have to extend too. It is too late for the devil in my life. Come on, say it like you mean it. It is too late for the devil in my life. The Bible says expressly in 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 1 and 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 1 that in the last days perilous times will come. In other translations says in the last days difficult days will come. In the last days perilous times will come. Difficult times will come. In other translations says difficult times to deal with and difficult times to bear. Another one says it's going to be increasingly difficult to be the God kind of Christian in the last days. Now, why did he say all those things? They are the move of the last days. They are the orchestrations from the pit of hell in the last days. But God has got a plan also for the last days. Tell your neighbor God has a plan for the last days. He said, in the last days, I will pour out my spirit 
upon all flesh. Hallelujah. He said our young men will see visions. Old men will dream dreams. Our daughters will prophesy. Are you listening to me? In these last days, there's going to be a mighty move of the spirit. In such a way, you see the last day's church is going to persecute the devil. The early day church, the devil persecuted the church. But I'm telling you, these last days, will persecute the devil to the point that the devil will say, Lord Jesus, come on time. These guys are too hard for us. These guys are too tough for us. If you believe that, say good amen. amen. Come on, church. Where does the devil belong this morning? Oh, thank you. Thank God. It seems these people are filled with the spirit in front. Come on, be filled in the spirit at the back there. Where does the devil belong? Okay, stamp your feet this morning. Let me know. Aha, yeah, you're now telling me something. Praise God. Now, it's too late for the devil in our lives. Quickly this morning, I want to share with you why it is too late for the devil in your life. I'll quickly rush through seven reasons why it is too late for the devil in your life. Are you with me this morning? Mm, because I sense in my spirit. Psalm 124, verse 7. He said, the snare is broken. You have escaped like a bird. There is somebody here this morning. You are escaping like a bird this morning. Every snare, everything holding your destiny back is being broken in the realm of the spirit. If you believe that, say amen. I just want to quickly give you something, an appetizer. To help you flow along in the service today. You see, I want you to show your neighbor this scripture. Open to whatever you are brought to church this morning, whether it's your tablet, whether it's your Bible, the written one, <laughs> or whether it's your phone. Amen. Praise God. Open to Luke 134. We're going to read Luke 134 and 35. Because every time God wants a shift in the realm of a spirit for some people, ah, you see, it looks impossible. It looks difficult. It looks challenging. Even with all your spirituality, you are still challenging. You ask the question, how shall these things be? How will it happen? How will it happen that you'll be debt free this year? How is it going to happen that you, that you are still trusting God for the rent, at the end of this month, you are going to own a house before the end of the year? How shall these things be? You have not really handled a job. You can call it job. And God says he's going to give you an industry. How shall these things be? It's sometimes tough. It's sometimes unrealistic. How shall these things be? That's the same question. And God's answer has always been the same. That's the same question Mary asked. That how come we have never heard of somebody being pregnant without a man? And she said, how shall these things be? The, the, the creator of the whole universe wants to come in human flesh. And Mary had been chosen. She said, how shall these things be? Luke 134. Have you shown your neighbor that scripture? Show your neighbor that scripture. Said Mary said unto the angel, how can this thing be? Sins. You say there's always a reason. Yeah. There's always a reason to doubt. I want you to excuse your reasons this morning. Yeah. 
I want you to cancel your reasons this morning because your reasons have become unreasonable. Are you listening to me? I want you to erase your reasons. Say, how shall these things be? Let's go to verse 35. And the Bible says, the Holy Ghost. Everybody say the Holy Ghost. And the angel answered her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. Somebody say to yourself, the Holy Ghost is coming upon me. He says, not by my power nor might, it's by his spirit. So the Holy Ghost, say it louder, the Holy Ghost is coming on me. And he says, the power, the power of the highest will do what? Will overshadow me. Come on, he's giving us two things. The Holy Ghost is coming upon me. And the power of the highest shall overshadow me. Oh, how shall these things be in my marriage? How can my marriage be restored? I thought I made a mistake. I thought I married the wrong person. How shall these things be? The Holy Ghost will come upon me. And the power of the highest will overshadow me. How will that new job come? The Holy Ghost is coming upon me. The power of the highest will overshadow me. How is that new job, how is that new car coming? He said the Holy Ghost will come upon me. The power of the highest will overshadow me. How is my family going to be restored? The Holy Ghost is coming upon me. The power of the highest will overshadow me. How is my tomorrow going to be all right? I said the Holy Ghost is upon me. The power of the highest is overshadowing me. How will things turn around in my favor? The Holy Ghost is coming upon me. The power of the highest will overshadow me. How will this incurable disease that the doctors have said there is no cure for, how will I be healed? I said the Holy Ghost is coming upon somebody this morning. The power of the highest is overshadowing somebody this morning. How will that promotion come? How will my funds come? How will that loan be approved? How will things change? How will my son be healed? How will my daughter get that admission? How will it happen for me? I said the Holy Ghost is coming upon me. The power of the highest shall overshadow me. In the name of Jesus. Come on, give him praise in the house. Something is happening. Something is happening this morning. Oh, there is somebody I have a witness in my spirit. Whose destiny is unstoppable. No one can stop you. You will get to the place called there. Shout it loud, I am unstoppable. I will get there. In the name of the Lord Jesus. If you believe it, shout! Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. The power of the highest is overshadowing. Come on. 
You can't be seated in his presence. Quickly this morning, seven reasons why it is too late for the devil in my life. Reason number one, why it is too late for the devil in my life is because I'm a seed of Abraham. Every seed of Abraham, lift up your voice and shout. I am a seed of Abraham. Genesis 17, 7. Quickly, people at the media, you are going to help me this morning. Our time is flying already. You're going to help me this morning. What did I say? Genesis 17, 7. Yeah, quickly, put it on the screen. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. And I will establish my covenant between me and you and your descendants after you in their generation for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and to your descendants after you. If you put it in the King James, he said to you and to the seed after you. Praise God. So the covenant that God had with Abraham has extended to me by extension. According to the word of God. Remember not a judge, not an iota of this word will go down unfulfilled. He says in Isaiah 55 verse 11. So shall my word be that proceed out of my mouth. It will not return to me void. In other translation says it will not return to me empty. Until it has accomplished the purpose for which it has been sent. Now God has sent his word. See how long ago he has sent it. To you, that the covenant he had with Abraham is not only for Abraham and to the seed. Now, let us define who is Abraham's seed. We want to discover this morning. Now, Galatians 3.29, please put it on the screen because you have to know this and the Bible reference so that nobody will not say, oh, the preacher said, I am this. No, it's the word of God. And this is King's word, isn't it? Hallelujah. Where we dwell on the word, we live on the word, we declare the word, we speak the word, we live the word, we dream the word. Uh -uh. The word is all over us. Hallelujah. Praise God. Okay, Galatians 3.29, are you there? He said, and if you are Christ, then ye are Abraham's. How many people are Christ here? You, have, you, have, you belong to Jesus Christ. The Bible says it's you, the seed that the Bible is talking about. And you are not just a seed, you are an hair according to the promise. A hair in the Hebrew days, a hair is the one that takes all the inheritance of the Father. That's why it says all things are yours in Christ Jesus. You have inherited all. Are you listening to me this morning? Now that is why it's too late for the devil. Because you're a seed of Abraham. That's why it's so important. Isaiah 51 verse 2. Look at the instruction by Isaiah. Isaiah is one of the prophets that, I mean, he's the, he's the prophet of the Old Testament that prophesied. There's no, there's no prophet that uh, prophesied about the Messiah like Isaiah did. And Isaiah was, Isaiah begged. He was practically begging. Ah, this generation is too much. I should live in this generation. Why can't I be part of this generation? That, because all the words God was giving Isaiah, Isaiah found it too heavy, too heavy for this generation. Uh, Isaiah 51 verse 2, please quickly put it on the screen. Praise God. Are you there? Look unto Abraham. Look. He said, look unto Abraham, who? Your father. And to Sarah, who bore you? 
For I called him alone and blessed him and increased him. Go to verse 1. I want to, because you said we should look unto Abraham. Who are those who should look unto Abraham? Verse 1, 51 verse 1. Now, you on the screen, thank God for your life. There are different ways I lay hands. Praise God. My son does that in our church. So I said, Daniel, you know, there are different ways I can lay hands. So he said, I understand that. Because you can lay hands like this and you can lay hands like this. Praise God. Amen. I'm only kidding. Now he took it away now that he's not doing that. I'm only kidding. Praise God. Praise God. You warriors of righteousness. I could quote it, but I don't want to. I want you to see that's the importance. Isaiah 51 verse 1. 51 verse 1. Ye that seek after righteousness. Okay, maybe we have a system breakdown. All right? Praise God. God bless you. Come on, let's, let's appreciate the people walking out the back. All right. Praise God. Isaiah 51, quickly turn there. Praise God. If you got it, say, I got it. I got it. All right. He said, Akin unto me. This is Isaiah. He was prophesying. He was asking people to make sure they listen to him. What he's about to say. Ye that follow after righteousness. Ye that seek the Lord, look unto the rock where you were hewn, and unto the hole of the pit where you were digged. You see, you that look for righteousness, you, ye warriors of righteousness, you seekers of righteousness, he said, look unto Abraham. That's the second instruction in verse 2. That is, there is something in Abraham's life that God has put there for you and I to inherit and to be blessed. What God put inside Abraham is called transgenerational blessing. That is why he never removed it, even till Christ came, so that those who follow Christ can also inherit part of that promise and covenant. Are you listening? Now, in the scriptures, there are about 21 covenants that follow the seeds of righteousness. But I'm just going to give you one today. You, every one of it is powerful. Powerful. Do Bible study later. You are also a man of the world. Go and look for those 21 covenants in the scriptures. It's all over there. That follow the seed of Abraham. Listen to me. You are not begging for it. It's your covenant right. It comes to you by, by covenant. It makes life answer to you at a very cheap rate. One of it is shelter. You cannot lack roof over your head if you are a seed of Abraham. I call it every time I'm buying a house. And I've got a couple by God's grace. Amen? You call it and it will answer for you. Money will find its way to you. <laughs> Amen? It's a covenant right. Have you seen Jews before? Please go and get a Jewish friend. Look for one. You will understand this covenant better. Anywhere in the world, the Jews are the ones that control the economy. Anywhere. The economy of America is controlled by American Jews. Go to Europe, European Jews. Go to Russia, Russian Jews. They control. Why is it covenant? That's why everybody is struggling for Abraham. Muslims say Abraham is theirs. Buddhists say Abraham is theirs. 
Christian says he's our father. Everybody's struggling for it. What God has put there can't be removed. That's why. Is there a seed of Abraham in the house this morning? You're a seed of Abraham. And these people enjoy, enjoy, enjoy it. One of the things one told me of recent, I have Jewish friends. I tell, try and communicate Jesus Christ to them, and they try and communicate the covenant back to me. So they, 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 they tell me secrets. They say, if you don't have land, you are nobody. That's what they t- teach them from, from back. So they just go and buy bush. If they get anywhere in the world, the first thing they go and do is buy bush. Anywhere. Because the bush you see today is the city tomorrow. And they, and they can buy it for peanuts. Praise God. Look at Lagos today. Can you imagine if you are wiser? Some of the money that you have spent anyhow, if it's just a plot you bought. Amen. Before I left this country several years ago, I was doing a World Bank project. Lucky, the same plot of land was sold 25,000 naira when we were doing it. The same plot of land, if you bring 50 million today, you can buy it. 25,000. My salary then could buy 10. Just one month's salary could buy 10. 10. But I looked at it. Bush, bush. The same bush has become gold today. Amen. Okay, that's just extra. Everybody says that's just extra. Let's go into the covenant. All right? Galatians 3.29, don't forget that. You are what? You are Abraham's seed. Now, let me give you one. One. Genesis 22, verse 17 to 18. Are you good now? Or you want us to stick to the word? I mean, the written word? Praise God. Genesis 22. All right. He's giving us Bible lesson today. You know, this electronic sometimes, all of us have, uh, we have been reconditioned. All right. Genesis 22. Are you there? If you got it, say, I got it. So we're going to read verse 17 and 18. That in blessing, I will bless thee. And in multiplying, I will multiply thy seed. Who is going to be multiplied? Uh-huh. So you see, when you are operating in addition, it's illegal. Your legality is what? Multiplication. If you're experiencing addition, the Bible says, don't neglect the days of humble beginning. It's okay, you started with addition. At least you must know addition before multiplication, even in mathematics. All right? So the Bible says, but there are days of little beginning, not years of little beginning. So don't stay too long there because it's not your covenant position. The Bible says he will multiply his seed. Are you listening to me? Tell your neighbor multiplication. That is me. Okay. As the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is upon the seashore and thy seed, listen very well. Thy seed shall do what? Shall possess the gates of his enemies. Thy seed shall do what? Possess the gates of his enemy. No enemy is permitted under God and under this covenant to overthrow you. Sickness is an enemy. There is no sickness that's supposed to take you out. 
by covenant. He said you will possess what? The gates of your enemy. Sickness is an enemy. Poverty is an enemy. Are you listening to me? Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying. Delay is an enemy. Denial, short doors is an enemy. Are you listening to me? The word of God says for the seed of Abraham, you will do what? Possess the gates of your enemy. I speak to somebody this morning. Every enemy of your soul, every enemy of your life, every enemy of your destiny, you will possess in the name of Jesus. You will overthrow every enemy militating, agitating against your destiny. You will overcome in the name of Jesus. By covenant, you overcome in the name of Jesus. Every enemy will bow. The Bible says evil will bow before the good and the wicked at the gates of the righteous. Every enemy of your destiny bows to you in the name of Jesus. Come on, shout it loud. Amen. Number two, because if I cannot be stopped, because Jesus cannot be stopped, you can't be stopped. All right? They tried to stop Jesus. Seven powers tried to stop him before he resurrected. Two weeks ago, we were just celebrating the resurrection of the Lord. Praise God. There was human power. They put a big stone at his tomb to try and stop him. That even if he rises from the dead inside the womb, at least when he gets to the door in front, he will not come out and he will die back. They tried to stop him, he couldn't be stopped. They used military power, put a garrison of soldiers there, that even if he accidentally comes out, let them kill him. Praise God. Number three, they used political power, mobilized people. Hmm? They said they should, they should uh, take the thief, they should crucify. When they brought Jesus Christ, they said, shout crucify. When they brought the thief, they said, yeah, Panama, you can leave. But this one, crucify. They mobilized people. That's the scripture God used, uh, the Bible used. Economic power, they gave financial power they used. They gave huge money to the soldiers. People living in Nigeria understand where you give people huge money. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. To stop him. They used demonic power. But excuse me, the resurrection power, the power above power cannot be stopped. Jesus said, listen to me, Psalm 40 verse 7 and Hebrews 10 7, I have come to fulfill that which is written of me in the volume of the book. He came to fulfill what was written of him in the volume of the book. They tried to stop him, they couldn't stop him. The Bible says according to scriptures, he died according to scriptures, he rose according to scriptures because it is written of him. If the Bible says in 1 John 4, 7, as he is, so are we in this world. So if he came to fulfill what was written of him in the volume of the book, what have you come to fulfill in life? What is written of you in the volume of the book? Is it written of you here that you will be the head and not the tail? You will be above only and never be beneath. That when men say there's a casting down, what is written of you? You will say there is a lifting up. And Jesus Christ came to fulfill that what was written in the volume of the book concerning him. What have you come to fulfill in life? What is written of you in the volume of the book? I pray over you today. Everything written of you here, you will fulfill it in the name of Jesus. 
He couldn't be stopped. You can't be stopped. Come on, shout yes. Number three, and I think I'll stop here. There is a confidence that we have in him. You see, there is a full trust that we have in God. This one is not both face, it's confidence. We trust him absolutely. He said this is the very confidence that we have in him. First John chapter 5, verse 14 and 15. He said this is the confidence that we have in him. Whenever we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And when we know that he has heard us, we know the feelings, the petitions that were brought before him are already granted. We have confidence. Everybody say confidence. He said, cast not away your confidence. Hebrews 10.35, that has great recompense of reward. There is a reward that comes for people who are confident in the world. You are confident that God cannot fail you. He can't deny you. So it is too late for the devil in your life. That is three. Number four. Praise God. Let me skip that and go to number five. Amen? Because of our time. I apologize for that. Praise the Lord. He says, I do always the things that please him. That is why the devil can't stop you. You do what? Always. Because they were trying to discover the secret of Jesus. Why was Jesus, you know, because the Bible says he left us an example that will follow in his step. Why is Jesus Jesus that way? He gave the secret in John 8, 29. He said, the father has not left me because I do sometimes. No, always, everybody say always, always. the things that please him. One of the things that pleases the father is to serve him. Are you listening? There is something about service that makes God already savagely committed to his people. There are people today, when you see God asking, there are people today that God will check their blood pressure in the night, check everything to make sure that they are okay because the kingdom cannot afford to lose you. There are people in church and there are people in church. Ask pastor. If, uh, when people say, uh, uh, I did not come to church for three weeks and nobody asked of me, I tell you, you are not relevant. That's why they didn't ask for you. If you are relevant, huh? Pastor himself will visit you after service. Say, I didn't see this guy. Without him, the church. You see, some people are not seen, some people are seen in church. For example, the people, uh, there was a time in the church when I was in university, university. One day, the janitor, was sick overnight. He didn't come to church. The door was locked. That's that, the day we knew that janitor is important in church. <laughs> Nobody even know. If they say, who is janitor in this church? Some people might not know. But they are the, one of the most important people in church. Praise God. Nine times in the book of Exodus, God said, let my people go that they may serve me. He said, if you don't let my people go, Pharaoh, I will kill your firstborn if you don't let them go. God gets all reservedly committed. God watches out for you when you are serving him. Mary, uh, what's her name? Hannah was going to Shiloh every year. Lord, bless me with the child. Mm, there was nothing. But the day, he said, if you give me this male child, I will give it back to you for service. 
God said, I'm committed. He said, I'm committed. He said, really? You give me this time? He said, I'm committed. That year. I said, that year. Many things you have not unlocked because you don't serve him. The kingdom of God is asking, what is in it for him? What is in it for God? I thank God for this great church. You are calling out for people to serve him. I tell you, this is the most important moment of your life. To give your life for kingdom service. And in return, you see God's unreserved commitment towards your life. Don't be a bench woman in church. Don't just come and see the ambience and say, oh, it's a good church. It's a great church. They were worshiping beautifully this morning. Do you know how many hours it took them to perfect that? Praise God. People will vacuum this place. People will serve here and there. The media, multimedia. Look at the young man there. We have been begging him for scripture. It's not his fault. The computer can hang on him there. And he's still speaking in tongues. You are enjoying the message. He's still trying to get it done. Praise God. Hallelujah. Different ways. I mean, there are sometimes the thing we want to mess you up. Praise God. And remember when I was a younger preacher, I'm a guy of excellence, and uh, I, was working, I was still working on my patience in those days. You understand what I'm saying? I used to be a volcano, but now I'm just a burning bush. If you understand. Praise God. Praise God. If you mess my service, I will mess you up. I will tell them that I will break your leg and I will pray for your healing. Praise God. Praise God. Zero tolerance. People know me. They even have a slogan in our church, in pastor's dictionary. Somebody will shout there. In pastor's dictionary, another one will answer. There are no excuses. I'll say, excuses. One will say again, excuses. Another one will say, are the tools of the incompetent. Another one will answer, the monument of nothingness. Those that are not wise, use them. There's zero tolerance. But now we are very patient with people, you know. You know praise God. Praise God. What am I concluding with this morning? One of the reasons why it is too late for the devil is because you serve him. You have become a stakeholder with him. You can use your service to turn things out. A, a man, a man, a king in Israel, was, it was time for him to die. Praise God. I thought he was bringing uh, time up. Uh, praise God. Time is almost up. Amen. Praise God. He was coming. He said, it was time for him to die. Isaiah, the prophet of accuracy, went to deliver the death sentence. Huh? He said, get your house in order. He said, thank you. He went, he just turned to the world. He said, Lord, remember me. What he was, he said his service. He pretended his service. The prophet had not gotten home before God told him, go and change the message. In the scripture, there are only two times God changed the word that came out of his mouth. Service has the power to change even the decision of the Almighty. Stand on your feet this awesome morning. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234-810-00-006-40.